Welcome to Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way, in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers in the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is the Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And we've just finished watching the second part of Quantum of Solace. You can't make it a thing now. Mm. Wow. <laughs> of Quantum of Solace. Impressions, Fiona? It, it wasn't very long. No, it's not a long one. I think it might actually be the shortest one of all. But I was quite um, gripped. Gripped? Gripped. It's off-road. It's gripped. It's sorted. Smashed it. Smashed it. Yes. Quite. So, where we left off was... Mattis in the boot. Mattis in the boot. It turned out he wasn't alive. He wasn't dead. But he soon was. But he quickly was afterwards, after Bond had used him as a human shield. 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 But as Bond said, he wouldn't have cared. Um, No, I think that's just once he's dead. Yeah. He would have cared about dying. Possibly. But they made peace with each other, Mm -hmm. and Bond held him in a very brotherly way. Yes. And then he died. Yes, he told him to forgive himself. For Vesper, and that Vesper did love him. And that Vesper had loved him. He also let slip another little bit of information, which was Bond asked him, is Mathis your cover name? I thought it was given name. No, he said cover name, and Mathis said yes, which could lead us to, dink, dink, dink. He's part of... Is Bond your cover name? Don't blow my little mind! Mm. Mm. Okay. Which could explain why he looks different in different films. Because it's just a cover name, and mm-hmm. it is actually different people. And yep. it, it transverses the passage of decades. Yep, and they also go and visit the graves of other ones, dead relatives. You haven't seen that yet, but that happens. Okay. Which kind of blows that out of the water. I would see. <laughs> you know, because I wouldn't go and visit the grave of someone close to somebody whose job I'd taken over. Yeah. That would be a bit weird. Uh, but anyway, cover name, food for thought there. Mm-hmm. So off we go on the, the desert drive to uh, try and find out what on earth Green is up to. Drive turns into a plane quite quickly. Did they just coincidentally come across a guy who had a plane and offered him money for it? Just a coincidence, yeah. So they were just driving aimlessly through the desert? Well, they knew, they knew roughly where they were going, because she knew where Project Tierra was but they just thought, oh, wait a minute, there's a plane. We'd get there sooner in a plane. Yeah, and we'd also be able to see from above mm. anything that we might need to see. And we get this old plane. Uh, By leaving them his car. Yep, although he wanted the girl, because, you know... They're not, all not, there's, not, there's not a lot of nice people involved in this film. No. Um, and uh, we get a little bit of Camille's backstory. Yes, she is Oblivion. No, that's in the plane, but yeah, Oblivion... Mm. SS. Secret Service. Secret Service. SS has other connotations. Like the German SS. The Nazi SS. Which stood for? I don't know. 
I know they were like the Secret Service, but... So that's what it stands yeah. for. But I don't think other Secret Services now like to be associated with the SS. Well, I'll apologise to the Bolivian Secret Service then. <laughs> no, you better. Worldwide, these podcasts are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, which kind of explains why she's as tough as he is. Mm-hmm. And I like it. There's no, oh, James, you can no. save me. I mean, she has some moments where she needs his help, but that's mm-hmm. as e- equal footing. So, you know, I like her. They're only together because their their missions, if you like, coincide at yes. that point. Yeah. We then have the air fights, which I think was very exciting. It was, it was a bit. You don't get plane fights like that out, outside of war films. No, really. that's true. That's so true. it was a bit of a, a, bit of a rarity. Yeah, especially the the fighter plane, mm-hmm. the enemy's plane. Well, it looked like a Second modern. World War plane. Oh, oh, I thought it looked like a modern plane. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, well. I might be wrong with that. I'm anyway, it was definitely plane. a fighter plane. Yeah. And you don't tend to see that that much. That was quite exciting. And I like the, the sort of, he gives her a parachute and then reaches for his own parachute and discovers there isn't one. Yeah. At the same point at which she gets trapped at the bottom of the plane. So even she can't get out or that kind of stops her jumping out mm. on her own. Uh, and then he has to free her, and then they both have to jump out together. And they and, yeah. maybe just make it pulling yes. the thing just before they hit the ground. Surely they would still die. No, I don't think so. I think that's like one of these halo jumps as seen in the Bond film. Tomorrow never dies. Okay. But you have to do your low opening. Okay. Just to knock the edge off it. Um, I thought that those special effects, I don't find that special effects of about ten years ago at any given point really start to show their age. But I thought the special effects of them falling through the sky. I thought that was actually quite effective. Because yeah. you got the sense of slightly the edge of not really being in control of the situation and them twisting and falling and being jolted this way and that in a way you don't normally get with a jump out of a plane. Mm-hmm. So um, no that was very effective. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you were looking up at them rather than down at them or level. You yes. Know, it, yes, there was a bit of Dynamism in the camera as well. Yeah. And then before we get to them in the cave, we have M's scene with the foreign secretary, uh, because now it has got back to the government that the Americans have said that Bond killed Mathis. Mathis. Uh, and he needs to be pulled out. And M is still kind of with him, but she realises that it's a big problem. Yes, and she can't just say no. No. Politically, she has to pretend she's doing that. Mm-hmm. And good old Tim Bigot-Smith gets his great line that we can't run foreign policy on hunches and innuendo. We totally can. You feel that's what we're doing right now? Uh, maybe a bit. Um, but I, I think he also said, um, similarly to the uh, other guy, um, if if we only dealt with the good guys, we wouldn't be able to do any kind of dealings or something, didn't we? Yes, that's right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a similar point that it's not like they they disagreed these are baddies, but mm-hmm. they're all baddies. We might as well deal with these baddies yes. as opposed to those baddies. And we are all for green greens working. Bolivia, yeah, I mean, the Yanks are for it. I think knowing he's a baddie or knowing is different to knowing he's a criminal. And and he was like, there's no evidence at the moment that he's a criminal, that Green's a crim- criminal. Mm. Do you think they still would have dealt with him, knowing he was a villain? Well, they, I think the point is they are not really dealing with him. I think the point is that America are telling them, 
Stay out of this. Uh, we like this guy. They're just Leave enabling it. America to be. No, he was saying that America and China are divvying it up and we need to be part of this. Yeah, by hanging on to America's coattails. And getting the, the oil that they're divvying up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think was the, was the implication. Okay. Um, there. But I mean, to some extent, it would be very, it's like, look, yeah, we don't like this green guy, but America's dealing with him, so we're going to be hands off anyway, and we're not going to get our hands dirty with it, and we're going to get some good out of it, so get the bugger out of there, and stop killing people. That's the general theme of the yes. film. Um, so then, then we have the... Them in the cave, and we get the uh, real backstory. And we have all the emotions. Yeah, I didn't yeah. mind these emotions so much. Did you not? Okay. No. So real backstory, oh, as in Bond finds out what her backstory yes. is. Yes. And apologises for stopping her killing him. Yes, the general, because the general killed her father and raped her mother and sister and then killed them and pretty much left her to die in the fire. Yes, because she was too young to worry about. Mm-hmm. She proved him wrong. Because she then joined the Secret Service and is intending to, uh, to kill him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back they go. They, they then discover, of course, this must have been a bit, you must have enjoyed this bit. Because they discover that what is underneath this desert is not oil, but... Water. Engineered into underground reservoirs. Could that be done in real life? Yeah. Is that being done in real life? Can you no. see? I can't. I can see nothing. No. No? No. Not that you're aware of. But I, do, I mean, there is arguments that... Water is going to be the thing we fight over more than oil. Fresh water, presumably. Mm. But couldn't we, this is a divergence here into a bit of tab of water. Um, Couldn't we um, use the water from the sea? Desalination is is being invested, but it takes a huge amount of power to to desalinate water. So, how how far away is this? Well, I mean, in in places like the Middle East and stuff, they are doing that because it's cheaper than the alternatives. Mm -hmm. But it would it does cost. So, I mean, what we pay for water was nothing Mm -hmm. if we had to do that out of. The sea. Um, but it's also the infrastructure and the technology that's needed. It's, it's still held by the few that have those, mm-hmm. and it becomes a commodity that they then sell, like a power station. It, you, you know what I mean? It's just like that. How and long you're before we're fighting over water? I think it's scarily soon. How scarily soon? Six months? <laughs> no. <laughs> like within our lifetime. Oh, that's scarily soon. Mm. This isn't something I can just forget about because it's not really going to affect me. <laughs> no, but oh. you know, same could be applied to climate change. Oh, that's a cheery one, isn't it? Hope you're enjoying your last few moments <laughs> on Earth, uh, listening to our podcast, to tell you why these are your last few moments on Earth. Mm. Oh dear, shall we talk a bit more about the film then? So they go through the desert and they see the people who are. Now struggling with no water, the immediate mm-hmm. victims of this. And back they go to their fancy hotel where who is waiting for them but M? Well, they, they um, meet the concierge on the way in mm-hmm. who doesn't flinch at all at them looking like they just walked from the desert. That's what happens in these flash hotels. Yeah, that's it? true. Um, but he hands him a message from his wife 
and the message just says run. Run. So I presume that was from Fields. I'm not sure who actually left that message. But he seemed to know who left that message. Bond? Yeah. I wondered if Felix left that message. Hmm. I don't know. I wonder if maybe even M left that message. Because she, although she initially says you need to know the difference between your friends and your enemies, and he says, I'm doing my duty, and she says, oh, no, you can't mix duty and revenge, mm. and then suspends him. She doesn't take a lot of persuasion to say, I trust you, you're my agent, or say, I trust him, he's my agent, let him do what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, and we also see that Fields has been killed by being covered in oil. Does that remind you of anything? Yes. Matt, is it man with a gold gun? No. Goldfinger? I don't recognise any of these words that you're saying to me because you're not saying them. Goldfinger. It might be that one, or it might be... Man with the golden gun. It's Goldfinger. Okay. So a little callback um, there, which is also, as Bond says, it's a false flag to say that it's about oil because it's not about oil, it's about water. Yes. Um, so which means the Americans are being duped. Because they won't care about the water. No. And so they will have been used. Mm-hmm. They will have been used. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good job everyone's given their full attention to this. I was wanting to seem smart and quote you the thing I read recently about ah. climate change. So I was trying to look it up on the phone. But okay. Don't, I will give up. Don't harsh my mellow, man. How am I harshing your mellow? By telling me that the world's going to implode. Okay. Carry on dealing with the fantasy. Yes, let's do that. So yes, Fields is very much callbacking to the other film. Mm-hmm. Um, what other film? Goldfinger. Correct. So, M says take him down. The men take him down. He goes, I'm chained up. I can still fight three highly trained, qualified super service bodyguards. Mm-hmm. And get away. And meets him. In a kind of... James, I knew you would. Um, <laughs> and basically lets him escape. Yes. And I do like that little walking along the edge of the balcony. Wall, the balcony, yeah. yeah. Um, and him just walking out. So that was quite good. Um, and then outside, Camille picked him up in her little... Herbie car. <laughs> it's like a Twingo, isn't it? It's not, it's, not, it's not a ridiculous car. I didn't think. Uh, my knowledge of cars is limited, okay. so their Herbie is the closest description I can All make. right, okay. And he goes to meet, well, he contacts the CIA. Hey, that's uh, quite a fun conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, When because they have some sort of cover organisation. Yes. <laughs> he says, you might as well just answer as the CIA. That's a taxi driver, where are you with <laughs> Uh, so Felix meets him in a bar um, and tells him, you've got 30 seconds. Green's meeting the general in a hotel in the desert. Off goes Bond. And then Felix meets his boss, Beam. And Beam says, what did you tell him? What we agreed. So you don't know whether they told him that as some kind of trap. Set up, yeah. 
or whether he claims that's all he told him, but actually told him more, and he is deceiving his own boss. But nobody seems to be expecting them in the hotel when they get there. No, I think Felix is um, gone against his boss's wishes. Ah, okay. But you weren't quite sure at that yeah, point. Yeah, but you weren't sure at that point. Uh, so we go to the desert where Green is going to do all the deals. He pays off the chief of police. That means that. No, we haven't. Oh, well, how we missed something? No, no, I'm just saying that outside the desert, as they're arri- Green's arriving, you see oh, yeah. um, James and Camille mm-hmm. having a chat. And James was basically saying, you're going to shoot him now. You only get one shot. Don't let the adrenaline take you mm-hmm. over. Take a deep breath. All this kind of start patronising mm-hmm. stuff because, you know, she was. She kind of implied she hadn't killed anyone even yeah, though I she think, worked for the Secret Service. Well, I think that's why he was giving her this advice. I know, but still. Um, so that's it. And then in the um, hotel, mm-hmm. before Green turns up, you've got the Secret Police and the despot sitting there and being creepily eyeing up the waitress Mm -hmm. and we know what's going to happen later Mm -hmm. Um, and it does make him an even worse villain than all the other Bond villains put together this sexual predatory element of him don't you think? Of Green or of the General? No, the General Do you think the General General is really the villain? The General is is a villain Oh but he's not a Bond villain Yeah But yeah But this element of his portrayal Is worse Oh yes So it's awful Yeah Than just the Money grabbing Kill everyone Cut Mm -hmm, Type mm -hmm. Yep But Green changes the deal And makes him sign over The water contract To Quantum To do all the Utilities Well Yes Well no To to pay For them to be the water utility company Mm -hmm. And he ends up having to pay double what he's currently paying for his mm-hmm. water. Because, as Green says, if you don't sign it, we'll just reverse the coup and work with the current government or fight with somebody else. Yes, because basically he, what he's pointing out is, you got me to get you what you wanted, but mm-hmm. we're the ones with the power and we can make that someone that what someone else wants. Uh, we then have Bond beginning, for, from the moment we were told this is a hotel in the desert, it runs on fuel cells, oh, yes, we knew that this dump. place was about to be destroyed in massive amounts of flame. Yes, well before Bond arrives, he then obviously goes off to, to rape the waitress, and I think there's an element of him taking out his frustrations of being forced to mm-hmm. sign the contract mm-hmm. on her, so that was unfortunate. But yes, as soon as Bond arrives and starts shooting around the place, it explodes mm-hmm. uh, but kind of not all at once kind of eat room at a time mm-hmm. so that it builds up the suspense well but one assumes that might be a safety feature of the hotel is that if there's a fire in this bit of the hotel there are fire breaks to stop it spreading Aye, but it didn't really work did it well they did keep going through other bits of the hotel and blowing up fuel cells yeah so. that's true um, so they will have kind of two fights going on at the same time Bond versus Green and Camille versus the General Mm-hmm. Bond versus Green got very brutal with uh, when when they were um, Green was smacking him with an iron bar and then got a, a uh, axe, axe out that he then managed to drive into his own foot. Oh yes. And then he then Green fell over a balcony and Bond was keeping him up by his hair. Yes, I mean there was a point where I was like, why are you not just killing him? But then obviously mm-hmm. they needed the information about quantum. So. Yes, because they didn't have the information yet. And Camille gets the better of the general and shoots him mm-hmm. and then has uh, 
remorse, etc., about having killed him. Well, no, or maybe it's like a flood of emotion. I don't know. I don't understand emotions, Fiona. What, what happened after she killed the general? She found herself in a fire that brought back a whole lot of traumatic childhood memories. Oh, that'll be that then. That'll Did you it. not get that? No. That's emotions. why. So that's why she was carrying in a corner because right. it was just like when she was caught in the fire of her parents' home. I thought it was like a sort of mixture of relief and a bit of that too, <sighs> having finally done what she much lived no, her life no, to I do. Think, I think it was all about the fire. Okay. Um. And then we have the final confrontation between Bond and Green. Interestingly, having missed out the bit where Green gave him all the information about Quantum and... Well, we are not meant to know, just them. Where we could find, where he would find Vesper's boyfriend. Oh, is that, do you think that came from... I think Green told him that, yeah. Right, okay. But, so, he gets him to give him all the information. Mm -hmm. Why does he then leave him in the desert? Why doesn't he just shoot him? Because I think maybe it's to show him how worthless he now is. He's not even worth killing. Because he's going to die in the desert anyway. Well, he was killed. Yeah, by Quantum. Yeah. Because somehow they knew that he'd given Bond the information, because they're pretty good, aren't they? Omnipresent. And he drunk the uh, engine oil that Bond leaves him with. I know, that's quite nice, because he predicted that. Mm. And then we say goodbye to Camille. And we get a little snog, which is all they do. There's no other... I know, but that was a more intimate than the shagging the fields and all the other mm-hmm. shagging he does. You know, it was quite a, a moment. Okay. But yes, that's all they do. And off we go to Russia, which is where Vesper's boyfriend currently is, with the new girlfriend, who's a Canadian... So he just works his way through all that's the... That's what he does. Yeah. They're just going to run the same scam again with this uh, Canadian. Um, I thought it was a nice parallel. So should we just recap what the scam was? The scam is he makes them fall in love with him, mm. and then he gets captured. They fake his capture, uh, right. and they use that to get that to get the girls or maybe boys too, the girlfriends to act against their own governments or their own intelligence agencies or whatever. Now, did Vesper ever realise it was all a con? I think she did at the very, very end. When she killed herself? Yeah. But I don't think she did up till then. I think she was still trying to bargain for his life and Bond's life up to that point, I think. Right. I like the nice, because that's kind of, this is kind of like the end, the coda of this film. And if you think back to the sort of prologue bit of Casino Royale, in both of them, Bond has broken into somewhere and is waiting for the person to come back because he's going to kill them. Mm. Or, well, he doesn't actually kill the boyfriend, of course. Um, He just roughs them up a bit, presumably. Um, because but M is quite surprised that that I know. So there'll M be something left to delegate. him in knowing that you know we might get nothing here. No, but she she's as complicit in him being killed because she doesn't try and stop it, mm-hmm. uh, even though he didn't kill her. But sometimes the end just it's odd because that again is the whole story. Sometimes the end justifies the means. Sometimes mm-hmm. working with Green is justified because we get the oil. Mm-hmm. Sometimes putting Bond in 
and saying, just, you know, don't kill him or anything, but I think pretty sure he's going to kill him. Mm. Presumably a lot of the information they got from Green. This guy's lower down the chain than Green. Yeah. So, can, he's not really going to have much that Green has not. No, I mean, the main reason for being there was revenge for Vesper, but his, his giving him a chance to do revenge for Vesper. Yes. And it's quite nice that Bond then said to um, you were right about Vesper. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, almost a, like an out and out emotional conversation between the two mm-hmm. of them. Um, and then she says, I need you back. And he says, I never left. I never left. I thought that was a lovely line. That was good, yeah, I like that. And he throws away the necklace. Saying he's let go mm-hmm. of that. Because he has been a bit obsessed with this. Mm-hmm. So now he's now he's dealt with that. He's going to be a better agent for being completely heartless. Yeah. Basically, isn't it? And he'll be ready to go on missions and do what she tells him. And just do missions and not have any backstory and baggage and all that kind of stuff. Won't that will, he? That'll never happen. Yes. And then you'll be delighted that we finally had the gun barrel. Well, if we've got it there, we might as well have had it at the beginning. You're not delighted, are you? I'm not I'm not delighted. But I have to say, I have to say, watching this film again, as I say, this is now maybe the fourth time I've watched it. It's grown on you. If the gun barrel was at the start, this might almost be one of my favourite Bond films now. It's, you, you really I'm care really, that I've much. really turned it around. No, but you really care I really that much care that much for the gun battle, yeah. I really do. You are a freaky weirdo. I don't think I'm alone. I don't think I'm alone. Oh, I'm sure there's plenty other freaky weirdos yeah. out there. Um, but I've really turned around on this film. It's a, it is a beautiful looking film. That's mm. what I really got at the time was this film looks amazing. Looks gorgeous. Every scene is, is, looks The cin- cinematography was particularly strong. Yeah, that and the mise en scene and the composition and all that. Yeah. All looks really good. So yes, I really, I really liked it. What, what are your overall impressions of? I liked it. Am I going to have to rank it? Uh, no, we're going to do that later on. Oh, sorry. First of all, you're going to have to talk oh, about... Oh, are we talking about posters? Yeah, we're talking about posters. Yeah, that's right. Talking about posters. Another P. You're lucky, this one, because it's so late. Hasn't had any TV listing chat. <laughs> no TV listing chat. No TV listing chat. I will chat. miss it. So, first of all, we have this one. This was a teaser poster. This is just the shadow of him. It could be any Bond film. It does have like more of an automatic weapon rather than his... Well, I think it's the gun he was carrying at the end of Casino Royale. Okay. So it's kind of hinting that this is just a, compl- a straight follow-on mm-hmm. from Casino, yeah. Casino Royale. There's not really much to go on. Okay. It almost looks like one of those outlines for a dead body. Yeah. Rather than yeah. a shadow. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, then this was really the sort of main... Yes, I image. saw that quite a lot, which is... Um, him standing on the top of a desert quarry thing with Quantum of Solace next to him, with the O's cleverly spelling out 007. That is a disproportionately large gun. Yeah, but some guns are. Is he trying to make up for something? I don't know. What do you think? You seem to quite enjoy Daniel Craig. I don't think you would imagine. I don't think you would enjoy um, the idea that Bond was deficit in any way, especially sexually. Care about Bond, Dick. Yeah, I really don't. <laughs> okay, uh, so now we have a few um, single character images, which seems to be all the rage these days. Well, you know, if your character looks this like one that, is... I'd put up with just him. That's Who my is nice it? picture of it. Daniel Craig. Oh, okay. If I can see it, you can see it, the <laughs> listener can't see it. I was just about to say... I don't think he looks very much like himself in that picture. Oh, he still looks good. Okay, 
Enough of that. Next. And this is the one with her. Her? Who's her? Camille. Camille. Bit scratched up, but mm-hmm. looking sultry and... Well, know, Bond's a bit scratched up in his one as well. Is he? I think so. Oh, yeah, he is. Then we have... I don't like Green. He's. I mean, I know he's meant to look scary mad, but I'd, I wouldn't put him on a poster like that. Okay. And... Fields. In the dress that she made out of the curtain. She wasn't big enough to warrant being. Yeah, but I think, see, I think they kind of were plugging her because she was known. Mm. Uh, Although I think they plugged her more in Britain than they did anywhere else. Mm. Um, And because Camille isn't really the kind of Bond girl that you've come to expect. So this is the American poster. Well, at least this has got a, a bit of background from the scene of the film of the hotel blowing up and then walking out through the desert. Mm-hmm. Both a bit scratched up. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, they're they're advertising the film with the last image of the film almost. Mm. And then slightly different because. Sorry, I'm going to have to go back to see what the difference of that and that is. Just the sky is blue, the sky is orange. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Then we have these images, which are very long and thin. Of just their faces, Close really. Their faces. One in orange, one in blue. And then this, which has some of the um, reviews on it. Um, What do the reviews say? Can you read them? Uh, The Super Spy's best movie movie ever. Breathtaking stuff. As explosive as ever. A cocktail of action and intrigue that'll leave leave you both shaken and stirred. Was all of that true? Yes. And what's the image that they have put with this? Bond's in profile uh, loading a gun, a pistol. I think that's it. So which of those is the best? Mm, they're not very bondy, are they? The which one is the best? Which poster is the best? Do you want to know which poster is the best? I think I like the one that just Daniel Craig Just of Daniel Craig is the, the, the single character shot of yes. a man who looks a bit like Daniel Craig. It is him. It. it is him, but there's, there's always been a bit of Photoshop going on there. Do you think? Yeah, I don't think he's, his, his face is not that square, I would almost tell you. There's, there's something wrong with it. It's like it's like the face, the features have been put onto somebody else's head. I think, almost. Anyway, uh, next we have our other great feature. Postcards! The compilers of the James Bond postcard set chosen the right images for Quantum of Solace. There are two images. So which two images would you choose? The blowing up of the hotel. Mm-hmm. And... One of them's always a poster. Or maybe the blowing up of the hotel poster. Okay. Uh, something like Fields with the oil on her. They have chosen this poster. Hey, I was right with the blowing up of the hotel poster. Orange background. Mm. And this picture. A random one of Daniel Craig that could have been in any film. Well, he's kind of, he's, he's in the desert, he's scuffed up a bit. But did he ever actually wear that jacket? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I think that's I think that's when they come out of the desert after the end fight. When he goes after Green. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's very right. good. So now we need to rank it. Where do we think this is? Towards the top, towards the bottom? Read down what my top ones are. The top one is Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Your next one is You Only Live Twice. Apologies for my voice, by the way. 
Not my usual dulcet tones because of this sore throat I've got. Oh, poor baby. Yes. Carry on. Uh, Spectre. The world is. I think I'll just make this my best, my favourite. This is better. You, you're above, above you know, yeah. yeah. Right. Far be it from me to suggest that you just put the last one you saw at the top. But I think you just put the last one that you saw at the top. Do you think that's what you do? Are you doing that now? <gasps> one, one what? Why are you signalling with one finger to me? I don't understand. You mean it's time for us to roll the dice? Yes, please. To see what the next film that we will watch will be. Here are the dice. Roll them. Oh, what have you done? Okay, let's watch that trailer. It's a matter of life. It's a matter of death. It's a matter of a beautiful Italian spy, seven killers, a voodoo witch doctor, a living corpse, a gorgeous double agent, 12 cars, five planes, 10 acres of land, a wedding reception, a double-decker bus, a fleet of speedboats, a sea of crocodiles, the beautiful sorceress named Solitaire, a man with a steel arm, and a retired Navy LST, all against one man. My name's Bond, James Bond. Roger Moore is James Bond, 007. In Ian Fleming's Live and Let Die, 007 is on a worldwide manhunt, and the body count is going up. It's livelier, it's deadlier, it's Roger Moore as James Bond, 007, in Live and Let Die. From United Artists, rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Live and Let Die. So, when you were young and your heart was an open book, you used to say... Never let live. But if this ever-changing world in which we're living makes you give in and cry, say... Live and let die. Live and let die, Fiona. You didn't do it. Live and let die. What's going to happen in this film, Fiona, according to the the adverts that we've just seen? Do we talk about the first advert first? Yes. The advert for milk. Yes. And they're all drinking big pints of milk on set. Yep. How likely is that? Well, that was clearly happening. Yeah, so they, they obviously the, the trailer had film uh, shots of them filming Live and Let Die and mm-hmm. suggesting that the cameramen and all the people around were just drinking pints of milk, mm-hmm. including Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, Very carefully drinking milk so none got on his lip. I know. That. But and then it said something about pick up pick a pint. Pick up a pint Stay on top. So he didn't even mention the word milk? He didn't need to. James Bond was drinking milk. Well, the saint was drinking milk. He's going to be James Bond. Mm. So, yes, that was a bit odd. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, through that clip and also the other clip, they pretty much focused on this boat chase, which I presume was in, like, Florida or some kind of mangrove forest. you like, oh, okay. shallow waters. And then it jumped over a road and went back in and mm-hmm. all these cars crashed. And that's all we know. But are you excited? Oh, but the the voiceover did say it will be livelier than ever in the most deadpan voice. <laughs> well, it's very livelier. Yes. Um, so those are suggesting it's going to be better. But the advert wasn't very good. The trailer, the okay. proper trailer wasn't very good. Do you have any memory? Of live and let live and let die. Do do. Not really. No. No. 
Think you've seen it before? I was going to say I've seen that American Cop, but he's in quite a few of them, hasn't he? He was on the Man with the Golden Gun as well. Yeah, but that we've seen. Yeah, uh, but he's in quite a few of them, isn't he? Is it just those two? You'll find out once you've seen okay. them all. Um, I don't know. I don't think I would remember seeing it. Right. It looks very dated. <laughs> Almost more than the Sean Connery ones. Oh, interesting. But that might have just been the, the poor trailer shots and things like that. The amount of milk that was being drunk. No, not that. The, the actual thing. It's like the, the film quality was really poor. Yeah. But that could just be the No, it just be the trailer. Do you think a lot of milk will be drunk in Live and Let Die? No. Duh, duh. Why would you not say the title of this film? Live and Let Die. That better? I don't know the tune well enough to know what you're going to Oh, about. well, that, we'll have to educate you on that as well. Okay. Are you looking forward to watching it? Always. Are you, though? A bit of Roger Moore? I think it might be a bit too much of a mirror held up to the Dan and Craig ones, which we've just watched, that being very fast and serious. But maybe we need to revisit the um, the charm of... The, the witticisms and the one eyebrow and all that kind of stuff mm. that we haven't really had. The yes. fun The fun bomb. We haven't had that for a while. Yes, yeah, so yeah. that might be quite good. Okay, so if there's no more else, nothing else to say? No. Well, in that case, if you want to uh, let us know what you think of Quantum of Solace or Live and Let Die, duh, duh, uh, do get in touch with us. Um, you can email us at Quantum of Misses, that's MRS, at gmail.com. Or at Quantum of Misses, again, MRS, on Twitter. But uh, otherwise... Join us next time when there'll be a little bit of him... And a Quantum of Misses. Bye! Bye.